Today, we're talking about how to get an HGTV-worthy home on a budget. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Last episode, we covered house hunting, finding that gem at a great price. Louis Guillama shared how you can snag a fantastic deal by going with the fixer-upper with solid bones. Now we're talking about the nitty-gritty, the day-to-day you're living in your home. How do you turn that house into a home you love? If you're like us, you love those designs on HGTV, Remodelista, and Pinterest, but you don't want to blow your budget with tens of thousands of dollars of expenses with these renovations. So how do you get a beautiful home on a budget? Actually, that's what my husband Rob and I are tackling with our place. We bought off ranch home a few years ago and we've done a few projects here and there, but the room that has gotten the most attention by far is the basement. It's a great size space, about 900 square feet, But when we first bought it, it was, well, a basement with a cinder block and it was dark. So after a few projects now, we're using it as a dual office space for when we work at home and it's been fantastic. And so far we've been able to do these fixes and renovations debt free. So today Rob and I will share our take on the basement renovation as well as tips on how we saved money with it. I'm also going to include advice from home renovator and author Kathy Fleck. In this episode, we'll get into coming up with your renovation design and wish list, creating a budget and saving up for your project, and then finding a fantastic contractor who will work with you and keep the project on budget. Let's get started. All right, so I want to talk to you about the basement renovation because by far, we've put the most amount in terms of home projects here. So I guess we should start at the beginning, which was we were house hunting and neither one of us, I don't think put basement on the list. I mean, we saw split levels, but that wasn't, that was more like depending on how the split levels arranged. Well, yeah, basement wasn't on the list because basements don't exist in North Carolina. Well, this part, I don't know about other parts. Oh yeah. But yeah, in the, in the area, this basements aren't a thing here here yes i mean specifically the raleigh area as we found out they do exist you know they're rare but they're not common enough that you would put them on your list yeah so when we looked at the house and you saw that it had a basement and yeah there were definitely issues going on there what were your initial impressions oh wow big space lots of possibilities but before we talked about even this idea of it being a home office we had to definitely get some work done um First one was that wall and getting the brace. And that was a few thousand on that, correct? Uh, and yeah, we'll call it that. I went ahead and checked and looking at the old invoice, the total was $3,800. And then we got that done and we found out, what was it? Uh, I forgot the weekend. It was David and Annie were in town. And what was the storm? Was it Matthew? And by storm, I meant hurricane. 
that's when we realized we had more work to do with the Yes, I believe it was Matthew. Yeah. So who well, noticed it first? Like, I remember pulling up David. the driveway. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he noticed the water coming out first and then noticed, um, you know, and I was like, I brushed it off before we had opened the door because we're open, going through the basement door because it was pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Then we opened the door and, oh, yeah, endless endless water. I mean, endless one-inch high water, but, you know, an unloaded amount. Yeah, water in the basement's never a good thing. And I think should like take a second to to mention the reason we were surprised is because there was work previously done with the house. There was a French drain that was installed and then there were two sump pumps in the basement, but we found out they don't work quite as well as they were supposed to. Yeah, and the in the case of Matthew, we lost power. Mm-hmm. So the pumps weren't pumping. The next year, there was another high rain time period, but instead of, but we didn't lose power. Even so, the sump pumps were still overwhelmed. One of the pumps wasn't act, didn't activate properly, mm-hmm. and the other one got overwhelmed. And then at another point, the pump actually stopped working. But I think that that was after the. That was after we had redone the drainage, and mm-hmm. somehow along the line there, the uh, pipe guy was broken. So it actually wasn't pumping the water out at all, but it didn't matter because we have the drains, the, the new drainage at that point. Yeah, and that was about what five, six thousand to get the gravity-fed kind of drain around the basement. Uh, uh, something like that. Okay. I don't recall the exact number. You should fact check that. I went ahead and checked the invoice and it was just over 4,800. Happy to say we haven't had any flooding or water in the basement since having that installed. So, okay, we we had to do the prep work. We had to make sure like there's no water that's going to come in in the basement because it makes no sense to finish it and then have those problems. So when we did have that cleared away, we had the brace. We went with the natural kind of drainage system. What were you thinking in terms of, okay, now we're actually going to have some fun. This is more like repair work. Now we're going to do a renovation project. What were some of your thoughts for how this basement could be used? Uh, Yes, the point where the possibilities have to materialize into actual usage. Mm -hmm. Still didn't know what to do with that particular space, with the space just yet. And I think you have to acknowledge that as part of the renovation process is making decisions on how you think you're going to use even before you call contractors and you get estimates you just want to have an idea of the potential uses that you could get out of it and when you have a space like the basement where there's many different directions you can go to it can feel a little overwhelming but when i had spoke with home renovator and author kathy fleck she gave good advice which is At this stage in the game, while you're still trying to save up for this renovation, it's a perfect time to think about the possibilities. One of the things that I like to help people with is go ahead and put everything out there as far as what they do dream, what they might want to consider, because this is the time to do it before they get started. We needed to go through some ideas before I really knew what to do with it, because we had a couple of ideas we're throwing around. We have, it could be a a guest room or part of it can be a guest room. It can mm-hmm. be uh, an entertainment area. I do think that 
the office is a you know the, having using the offices and having a little bit of a play area for the kids is a good use. Yeah, but I think because we couldn't exactly nail down the usage, it did lead us to like keep it very simple for the first phase of the renovation. Like we wanted an open concept, almost like a studio in a sense of getting the electrical work done, getting the drywall and the framing and everything, but not partitioning any rooms yet. So it's one large room, of course, with the bathroom, but yeah, the idea we had, um, I think I had suggested it would be that we would sort of try to create pseudo rooms Mm -hmm. using, uh, various pieces of furniture or dividers so that we could play around with the space before we made permanent walls. I also want to mention how grateful we are. We had a family friend who is very talented in design. That's her expertise. And she gave us a general layout that we could follow with these room dividers that made the most sense for how we planned on using and living in the space. And it's been a tremendous help. Now, I think a big challenge a lot of families have, and we kind of had, was we knew for us we wanted to do this debt-free, like save up ahead and pay for it. The question was like, do you call contractors and get several estimates for something that you're not going to do for another year? Or how do you get a ballpark figure? I remember the very, very initial estimate was when we were getting the drain done and the contractor was working there, Vaughn and his crew, and just asking for like, it was such a ballpark figure. But I told him that I was like, we just want to get an idea of like, how much would it take or how much would we start saving up for? And I think the original was like 15000 or something like that. And even though this wasn't a concrete estimate, it was really helpful for us. As I mentioned before, we wanted to do this debt-free. So it was important for us to have that money in the bank. I also want to tell you that there are some fantastic resources out there. If you just want to get a rough idea, such as Home Advisor and HomeWise, where you can give an estimate of the materials and get an idea of how much that's going to cost, including labor. It's not perfect, but it can give you a general idea of what to shoot for. And as you get closer to the renovation and you're talking with contractors, just keep in mind that costs can still vary greatly depending on the materials you use. A lot of times people will say to me, I don't know what it's going to cost, so I really have a hard time giving you a budget. And so they try to focus in on what they think it's going to cost. But in reality, most of us don't really know what it's going to cost until we get into it. Oftentimes I'm asked, can you do a remodel for a certain dollar amount? And the dollar amount is realistic. But then when they start getting into picking up products, they might choose very high-end ones and it throws the budget way out of line. I won't know that until we get further down the path on picking out the, the products and all. So if they have an idea of what they want to invest in their project, and it might be, well, gee, my, my home is valued at a certain certain dollar, so I don't want to overspend, or maybe I can't afford to put more money into it. So if we start with that, and then we say, okay, here's a budget that you want to work with, what can get done in that time frame or in that budget? Is it going to be realistic for, uh, for the products that they want or how much they want to do? And sometimes it's not. So sometimes they have to save a little bit more money or maybe they can't do it at all or they decide they have to pick different products. So by talking about all of these to somebody that they feel that they can work with, 
then they can start to zero in on what the remodel is going to, going to be. With the basement, one of the things was it was a significant amount. I think altogether for the renovation part, it came out to 11000 So, I mean, that's not chump change. So I know we saved monthly, and then you're a natural saver with that. And then we decided, like, tax returns and... We, we try to find ways to keep costs low to have as much as we could automated with savings, right? Am I missing anything? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we just basically made sure that we had the money mm-hmm. um, and that it was in the account so we weren't – and so we didn't actually pull the trigger until we knew that we had enough money plus still some extra buffer left over in case anything went wrong. Yeah, yeah, because um, – one thing I did know for sure is every time I've watched any kind of renovation show or just like from experiences, you have an estimate, but you don't know, especially when you're doing something like messing with electrical and walls, um, that there could be unexpected expenses. And there were, but our, I would say Mike did a good job, our contractor, of finding ways to either offset that or minimize it when we did come up with those extra costs. Yeah. And getting the right contractor can make all the difference. When we were looking around to get estimates, we asked for recommendations from friends who we saw the renovations already done in their house and asked them if they would recommend their contractor. And we had some good candidates. So if you can, get those recommendations. They can definitely help you out. But if you need some more tips on finding a contractor, Kathy had some good suggestions. You might tell me I'm not really going for the low price but they're still going after price because that's the only comparison that they can have is um, the bottom line, the price. Mm-hmm. And so I suggest a little bit different approach is to take a look at who they want to work with. And so there are ways to find good contractors, um, but a business bureau is one, and that's something that a lot of people are familiar with, and they can um, go online and check out that company and see if there's any problems with them, what their rating is. There's also uh, associations that belong to NARI, which is the National Association of Remodeling Industry. And there's also another, something like Pinterest, which is called House. It's H-O-U-Z-Z.com. And there's reviews for those of us who are on House. I often have people find me through House as well because they're looking for ideas and, and also contractors. So if somebody is very visible and is out there in the community and you can find them, know that they're going to be around, our reputation is extremely important. And so the last thing I want is some negative hits on any of those associations because it's certainly not going to help me um, have a positive approach with others. And then I suggest interviewing the contractor and finding out who has a good fit for them and not everybody does. And it doesn't mean that it's, they're a bad contractor. It just means that they may not be, be the good fit for that homeowner. So once they find the contractor that they want to work with and they talk about budget as far as what they want to put into it, and then they, they get the help from the contractor to work with the products that are going to fit with that budget, there's already that working relationship that is starting before they start tearing something out and trying to do the job. But many times homeowners are in a hurry and they say, well, I really want to get this done. They're excited. They've been thinking about it for a long time. They have their money um, saved up or put away. And so they're ready to get started. And then they're in a hurry to find 
the contractor. And even though they may have met with three or five different contractors, it still may not be the right one. So you might be eager to jump into the renovation, but please take Kathy's advice. Interview the contractors. Hopefully they're interviewing you back, making sure that it's a good fit for both, that their style and design and also how cost conscious they are, if that's a major concern of yours, is in line with what you are imagining or expecting. Finding the right contractor is going to make your home renovation a lot easier. So if anyone's listening and they're going to do a home renovation, any tips or any piece of advice you want to give them? If possible, do it piece by piece to see Mm -hmm. how you want to use it. Um, I mean, if you have enough to just do all of it all at once, great. But if you want to do it piecemeal uh, and you're in a situation where you can do that, I don't know if that's advice or not. That's just what we're doing. Special thanks to my husband for stopping by on the podcast today. Don't forget to check out Kathy Flick's book, Renovate, Remodel, Relax. I have a link to it in the show notes, as well as other handy tools and resources to make your home renovations go smoother. It's over at simplifyandenjoy.com. And if you live in the Triangle area of North Carolina, and you're at the stage where you're planning and saving up for your home projects, you really want to check out Coastal Credit Union. Besides having competitive rates with savings, they also have loan options for home improvements. You can find out more at bankbetter.org. Speaking of making the most of your money, next week we're looking at how to save and invest your hard-earned money. There are plenty of different accounts out there, but what's the best for you and your family? We'll go over that in the next episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out. We're on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts from. Our music today was from Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. And finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. If you have any questions or ideas for the show, please email me, l at simplifyandenjoy.com, or join our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We're all about encouraging one another with our goals. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy slash FB. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.